If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Before the show starts, make sure you visit the Breakfast store for all the sweet Breakfast merch, like the super comfy Breakfast t-shirts and the very dapper Breakfast coffee mugs. Go there now, breakfaststore.com. Welcome to part two of the return of Christopher Chan on Breakfast. And if you didn't listen to part one last time, you might want to go back and listen to that first because this will make a lot more sense if you do. On with the show. Pick it up. Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Breakfast. This young lady just smashed the lids on all these cakes in the bakery section. <laughs> I could go on a Hallmark card. My uh, guest today. Oh, I'm going to need to hear all about that. I didn't need any extra sausage. He adds character to my crew. <laughs> Is a goat pit a real thing? Breakfast. Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Great place to hang out and good food, too. I'm always playing blue-collar guys. Breakfast. Somebody screwed through the pipe. I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. I love a crawler. All my uncles got the gout. Jalapeno slash cheddar waffles. Who doesn't love that? It's Breakfast time. Breakfast. The only show where bacon, pancakes, Hollywood. I'm your host, Brent Pope. Oh, so here's my quick question. Yeah. And this is, what's the worst credit or worst sounding credit you've ever had. I'll tell you mine now. Oh, the worst sounding credit? Yeah, I've like you're had? like, why is that on IMDb? Why am I billed as that? That's just <sighs> like you were billed as power guy on uh, better things. That, that sounds kind of cool. That right. sounds cool, yeah. And it you, almost sounds like I was a super, uh, some kind of superhero. And you yeah. were. You so you solved the crisis by driving by in your van. <laughs> Gosh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that mine are all, have had like a lot of generic names. I haven't yeah. had one that sounds real embarrassing. Yeah. I Now, I'll, I'll tell you this. This is my favorite one. My friend Matt Manser was on Californication one time. Yeah. And he played a guy one time who his the character name was Bookish Creep. <laughs> Bookish Creep. That's amazing. And I love that one. Yeah. I don't think I've had any that are super creepy, unfortunately. What was yours? Mine, well, it's because it's so like, it could be taken the wrong way. So on the Showtime series, uh, The Affair, which, you know, is that still on the air? Oh, I think that's one of the ones that we both auditioned for the same Did part. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Well, th- this is the character, and it was the character when you auditioned, this character when it built. It was called Man in Bathroom. And it was, I mean, the scene was cool because it was a guest actor coming in. He's the director and he's famous. And I, uh, my character wanted a selfie with him, you know. And I say, oh, can I get a selfie? And he's like, well, and he does a speech about, wouldn't you rather um, talk about, you know, your, your experience or about life? And I'm like, no, I want the selfie. So I take the selfie. <laughs> nice. And, but it's build Man in Bathroom. It's like, well, what could, why is he in the bathroom? Why is, right. why is he just Man in Bathroom? And, and, and when I see it, on uh, IMDb, I'm like, oh, that one. But it was great. It was an honor to work with on that show. I worked with, uh, I got to work with both Dominic oh, West. Wanna, yes, Dominic West, who's an amazing actor. From The Wire. Yeah. And then I'm blanking on his name, but he's he's done so much. He played, both of them were going on to like huge projects. Dominic had just shot the BBC version of Les Miserables, not the musical. If you, it, that show, I, I didn't see all of it, but all, the bunch of uh, episodes I saw were amazing. They expand on the characters and the and the book uh, and the story. So he was the lead. He was Jean Valjean in that Les Miserables. That's Dominic West from The Wire. And then, bang, is that his first name? Klaus or Klaus? Anyway, he was about to shoot the BBC's miniseries Dracula. He was playing Dracula. Oh, wow. And I take this picture of him, and I love this picture, this on-set picture with the two guys. And they are both clearly leading men. They're both yeah. like 6'2 and above. And here I am standing between them looking like this dorky 
dwarf, but I, I'm not that short. I'm like 5'10", but, you know, next to them, leading man looking. And then there's a character guy who's going to play man in the bathroom. Together. Right. And I love that shot because it's just so like, here's what two leading men look like. And here's what the character guy looks like in the middle. Yeah. Let's go back real quick. My first co-star, since I told you I would tell you, was on a Cartoon Network show, but it wasn't a cartoon called Incredible Crew. And the executive producer was Nick Cannon. Uh-huh. And the producer on set that day was Mikey Day. I did get to meet Mikey Day. That was pre-SNL, but probably at the same time, he was also on Wild and Out, I think. Mm-hmm. I would play a guy called Delivery Guy. I believe that was his name. And basically, I, it's, it was a kid's show, kid's sketch show. So I show up to the door and I say, sign for this package. We didn't order anything. And I just go, nah, and I make them sign and I leave. And then they open up the box and it's just a bunch of shaving cream. And then they proceed to just say, they start singing the song about putting shaving cream. Putting shaving cream on stuff. Shave. And then they, and this was crazy because they could only really do it one time. They filled the entire house with shaving cream. They were just shooting shaving cream everywhere inside of this house that was on a set. And then, of course, they finished doing all the shaving cream stuff. And then they're in the neighborhood. They shot this earlier, putting shaving cream on all the trees. (laughs) And then all of a sudden you hear me ring the doorbell again. And I just go, yeah, that stuff I'm not looking at. I'm looking down at my, uh. At my clipboard. Yeah, that wasn't for you. And I look up and go, oh, let me guess. <laughs> you took all the shaving cream and put it on stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Which was pretty funny for a kid's show, you know. Yeah. That's kind of a reverse. Uh, no, that's a salting blade twisting. I was like, oh, and the party's over. <laughs> <laughs> let me <laughs> deliver guys back. And right. At least you didn't have to talk to a trained beagle. Uh, uh, what is it? A detective beagle and say dumb lines about. Mutton. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, after you said, mine was with this talking beagle, and I was like, oh, yeah, mine was on Seinfeld. So, <laughs> but it wasn't. <laughs> Some co-stars on Seinfeld are legendary. Not guest stars, yeah. even co-stars. You're yeah. just like, oh, my gosh. The most famous people that uh, that I always think of is in the movie Fast Heinz or Ishmael High, right? Uh-huh. Where you have uh, Spicoli, played by... Sean Penn. Sean Penn. And he has the two friends that are called, they're credited as Stoner Bud 1 and Stoner Bud 2. Yeah. And it's Eric Stoltz yes. and Anthony Edwards yep. are the two stoner buds. I know. And then also you have Girl in Car, who's like the cute girl in the car that pulls up alongside Judd Schreinhold when he doesn't realize he's wearing his Mr. Fish right. fish and chips or whatever it's called, Mr. Fish hat. Yes. Like the pirate, the pirate hat. Yeah. And he thinks she's flirting with him, and then he realizes he's wearing the hat and gets embarrassed and throws the hat out the window. Yep. And the girl in car was Nancy Wilson, who was the, the guitar player for Heart. <gasps> no way. Yeah, who actually ended up marrying Cameron Crowe later, uh-huh. and Cameron Crowe wrote the book Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That's oh, that, weird, right? That's great connections. I remember that scene with the pirate ad. I didn't <clears> know that was Nancy Wilson. Call out to my late dad, who was a big Hart fan. He loved them. I'm like, wow. Yeah, so anyone you know loves Hart, then should go back and listen to the Chris Joyner episodes, because he played keyboard for Hart for like 10 years. That's cool. Like 90s and on. Yeah. Anyway, uh, getting back to what we were talking about. My my first guest star was three episodes of Bold and the Beautiful. Wow. So playing a, playing a bailiff during a uh, child custody trial. Now, so, were you a bold uh, bailiff or a beautiful bailiff or both? They wouldn't tell me. They wanted to leave it up to me. How you played it? How I played it. <laughs> I don't know how I played it. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at you, probably beautiful. You played him beautiful. I don't think I was that bold. Yeah. <laughs> so it must have been beautiful. Yeah, that's true. That's so cool. Anyway, that was interesting because they shoot those soaps. They shoot so many pages every day. So many more pages than they shoot on like a TV show or a movie. Yeah. I did a guest star last season on General Hospital. I got mm. to work with the famous Jeannie Francis who plays Laura. 
you know, from Luke and Laura fame, if people are mm-hmm. old enough to remember that from the, was it 80s and 90s? Luke and Laura. So she's lovely, looked the same. Yeah. But she's married to someone famous as well. She's married to, she's married to Jonathan Frakes, or is it Frakes? Jonathan Frakes. Oh, from, from Star Trek The Next Generation. Exactly. And she had great stories talking about some of his, his wild jobs and especially directing, but she's lovely. And I was, it was so awesome to, because my character was a doctor that was up to some shenanigans. And, you know, there's these big scenes. I have so many, I have so much footage of me doing that needle, you know, taking a hypodermic needle and pressing it to get out the air bubbles yeah. and the things squaring up. She's, and then her in the background being like frozen fear and it's uh, awesome. Yeah. Anyway, so that was a good guest star. You know, I, um, days, I think on Bold and Beautiful, like, yeah, there was an actor on there. She's won every age category of acting award for the soaps. I think her name's Heather Tom. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she was like, I was amazed though, because she could go from like, Every she had, we had do the scene a bunch of times, and she used to go from like talking normally all of a sudden she just like break down like yeah. realistically like I mean from this boom just quickly yeah and so, watching how the regulars they they have all these pages and we'll be like doing a blocking rehearsal and they don't know their lines all of a sudden they put down the papers and we're rolling and they all of a sudden know all their lines yeah. perfectly I'm like yeah. how do you do that also a cool thing at General Hospital I don't know if it's bold and beautiful but they have monitors hidden so when you're on set they're not for you because it would look like what you and Tressa did when, you, when you're leaving a, a group, but they have them up in the air, like in kind of in the yeah. rafters. And you, when you're off camera, you can look up to see the, what's going on. And they're old school televisions, yeah. like 1980s and televisions up there. And you just watch. And sometimes you can, when you're watching, you just see these actors and they are just nailing it. Right. Like they're so good. If, as you're watching this TV monitor in the ceiling, there's not that many left, but the people who work on soap operas, daytime dramas, they know their craft yeah. and skills, really. All right. Well, before we go any further, we did have a, uh, I got to say, I don't know how to, other way to describe this, but a bodacious, luxurious, overindulgent, that's the word, overindulgent breakfast at Home State. Yes. Which is the new one on Ventura Boulevard in Sherman Oaks. Previously, we went to the one in Highland Park. Oh, cool. And it's the same menu. And I like both locations. It's a really nice location and area, sort of indoor-outdoor dining area. But the individual menu items are not expensive. No. But the, but when we talk about all the things that we had here, people are going to be like, what? Oh do, did you guys have any room left anywhere in your body? No, for... talk about bodacious. Yeah, like, yeah that's what like I'm saying. We had everything. And we did a nighttime breakfast. Only the second one, Cassidy Parker, we did another one with. Seems like we always get into the drinks when we're doing the nighttime breakfast. Yes. We have that nice breakfast after hours. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's that's a, name, a nice name for a, a spinoff. That's right. So it's described as like a Texas kitchen in Southern California. So right. I believe the owner, she was from Texas originally and wanted to kind of bring that kind of Texas-type tacos to Los Angeles. Uh, they specialize in breakfast tacos, homemade tortillas, queso. You get like some nice queso cups with like the... The cheese dip. Mm-hmm. You can get a, f- a Frito pie there in the Fritos bag. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of brisket there. Anyway, started like 2013. And I didn't know this. The breakfast tacos, they're all named after Texas rivers. Oh. Because remember we were saying like, why is it called the Trinity? Why was this called, you know? Yeah. So named after Texas rivers. Anyway, so we both start off with the spicy Paloma, spicy frozen Paloma. Yep. That was pretty delicious, right? It was delicious. And you got the spiced rim. I got the, the spicy salted rim on my, my, my glass. And... Well, with, I think it was just, maybe it was just salt. Maybe it was spicy salt that I'm yeah, not sure. But was it was still spicy because I think they put jalapeno juice in it. Yeah, something. And some some chilies, ground chili um, yeah. powder. And, you know, at first I was like, oh, I don't know if I'll get a cocktail. But when we saw how gorgeous this is, beautiful amber yeah. frozen Paloma delight. And I'm like, I want that. It so. looked like the nectar of the gods. And yes. we had to have it. But frozen, frozen, frozen nectar of the gods. 
made with tequila, mm-hmm. grapefruit juice, maybe grapefruit soda. I'm not sure I didn't get exactly the, but it's, that's generally what Palomas are made of. Tequila, grapefruit juice, or grapefruit soda, jalapeno juice in it, or like some chilies. Yeah. But that was a good way to start the night off. And it was it was hot too, man. So like it was yeah. good to have a nice kind of refreshing drink. Then we had the Trinity breakfast burritos. That yes. was with the, uh, all their stuff is kind of like fresh from like farms and things like that. So the pasture raised eggs, bacon, potatoes, cheddar. Yeah, that was my favorite taco. We didn't discuss much after each taco round because I know we talked about it today. I love that. And what I liked about the taco, and you, you mentioned because you'd been to the other home state, that they're very, you know, they're generous tacos. Yeah. And I liked it better than a breakfast burrito. Sometimes it's just me, so don't get on me. For, you know, other people will disagree. Do you guys hear Bre- this? Christian hates <laughs> breakfast burritos. Yeah, it's not that I hate, don't hate, I, I do have a hearty appetite, but I just think they're too much. Yeah. Breakfast burritos are just too much. And you're like, you, that's your first meal. It's like, that's a lot. Especially I'm a, usually a breakfast skipper. So I like the the idea of a breakfast taco. I'm usually a breakfast Gilligan or a professor. Uh, just <laughs> saying <laughs> old TV references. <laughs> That's very clever. You're funny. You should try that on TV. Are you more of a TV ginger or a TV skipper? Marianne. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I, I like that because if you are hungry, get two of those. That breakfast yeah. taco, the Trinity, was delicious. And you can also try three different things and it kind of takes the place of one burrito. Yeah, right? which is yeah. what we did. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, but yeah, that, that that's my favorite one too. The Trinity, it's almost like a breakfast burrito just in taco form. Right. Uh, we had the brisket taco, which was shredded brisket, guac, cabbage slaw. Yep. Also good. Very tasty. Um, but I gotta say, I was really surprised. We got that chicken taco. Yeah. Uh, that was delicious. It was, and you'd think when you read it, it's like, oh, this is just like any other chicken taco. It had such a great umami of flavors and the. The chicken wasn't shredded. It was yeah. chunks yep. of chicken, and it was really, really tender and yummy. I'll tell you what it is, and we're going to get into this right now. It was organic chicken, guac, cabbage slaw, and spicy achiote. Oh. Achiote, that's what it was. The achiote is like this, the marinade. It's a, it's like a reddish spice. Yes. It gives it a color, and then it uh, comes from the seeds of the Bixa oriana shrub. But it has a similar taste to like cumin, so that's what we were tasting. That's that was like, it. yeah, it's hard to get a good ochiata, you know. It's, yeah, it's hard. So it tastes like <laughs> cumin, but cumin doesn't have that same color. That's a little bit like brownish green. Yeah, this is darkish red, like tahine, which was a big topic on the other nighttime breakfast. So, oh wow, reddish spices breakfast after dark. Reddish, we get into the reddish spices. Reddish spices. You know your reddish spices, <laughs> Brett. You do. Oh my gosh. I anyway, yeah. achiote. Yes, I think I said Ochiata before. Ochiote. Cool. I, yeah, it was delicious. You it think we would have been done delicious. with just those three tacos, nope. the three generous tacos? No, no, no. We got some guac and the homemade chips. Yes. The big guac, not the little one. Got the, the big, big guac. And you know and- what? I got to say, I've tried, like, you know, takeout guacs. You know, this was the best guacamole, the freshest, the richest guacamole I've ever had that came in a paper, big paper cup. It was delicious. Yeah. You could tell they made it fresh yep. there. Yeah, it was really good. And yeah. then we finished off. That, that's not it either. We, we finished off with the buñuelos. Yes. Which is the fried flour tortilla. With the cinnamon sugar. What does it kind of taste like? Yeah, it's got a little cinnamon sugar on it. It, has, right? yeah, it had cinnamon. It, like it did a, have cinnamon sugar. Uh, like, a, like a fluffy Dorito churro, you know. Yeah, it was, it was somewhere in between Doritos and churros. Yeah. Right. But it's like a, they take a flour tortilla, they fry it, and they put the cinnamon sugar on it. Yeah, and uh. it's fluffy. And wasn't it so satisfying? Because it comes in a big round form. Mm-hmm. And to break it apart, because it just has that little yeah. that little fluff crackle. Now, we did share crackle. one of those. We yep. didn't each have one. Right. But it was still as big as one of our heads. Yes. You know what I mean? That thing was giant. Yeah. 
that was delicious. I really enjoy home state. I like that they're all over the city now. So yeah. anywhere I am, I was like, oh, I'm kind of hungry. How about home state? Yeah. And it's nice. It's the food. It doesn't seem pretentious. It's the price point is really low and it's just very fresh. It's something like $4 for a taco, yeah. but it's a big taco. Yeah. I mean, it's if you were talking about the amount of stuff that's in, let's say, a Taco Bell taco, it's yeah. probably equal to two tacos. Yeah. Yeah. Vendor's very generous, very fresh. And I guess you were like, why is the chicken taco so good? You can tell the care in the way they come up with their recipes and preparation. It's really nice. It was the achiote. Yes. I love that you know that spice. I don't know. It's like, that's what I'm eating. It's like, it's good. I don't oh, know I was it. sitting there like, how do I pronounce this? And how do I not sound, how do I sound less dumb than I will sound saying achiote? <laughs> Although achiote, I mean, come on now. That was delicious, right? It we was. Can, I want to so. I I now find out if you can just get it as a spice and start putting it on things. Putting on things, yeah. Yeah, because if it tastes like cumin, I, there's, I think cumin I like to put on a lot of things. So if it's good on that, then that means it's probably also good if you're making like, Obviously, tacos at home or some kind of like a spaghetti sauce. It probably takes it tastes nice little variation on what you would put on a spaghetti sauce. Yes, things like that. Good Achiote, idea. guys. Everybody look up the Achiote. <laughs> I think I'm going to name my next kitty cat that. I want to see what these seeds look like of this of this shrub. You know, I know. And who would the Bixi like- Oriana shrub? That's crazy. Love your research. How do people figure these things out? You know, I guess it's just like, (laughs) it's funny because people had to be the first ones to try all these different seeds and things. Yeah. And, you know, some people died from trying them. You know what I mean? Like, like, oh, that doesn't work. (laughs) They died. So we got a new tester. Maybe they named like 10 different things. I really like the name Achiote. People keep trying these different things and dying. I'm going to wait till there's one that's good. And that'll be the one that'll be the final. (laughs) That'll be the good one. That one tasted good, but the person died. Yeah. That last one, they didn't die. That's a keeper. Achiote. <laughs> let's have something that kind of sounds like the man of La Mancha, Don Quixote. Oh, good But let's good have it, uh, Achiote. Home was, State, I recommend it. What yeah, do you think? Great, great, great meal. And the one in Sherman Oaks, lovely seating area. Oh, the seating area outside is great. It's a nice tiled area. It's like, it's right next to a really nice neighborhood. So if you want to walk off some of the calories after you just walk by one. One of those neighborhoods in L.A. where you walk by and just like dream about the houses that you see. Like, oh, this this would be nice. This would be awesome. I'd take any of these houses. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, And I like how it's indoor-outdoor, meaning it's covered. It's indoor, but it has that kind of uh, picnic feel inside. And then you get, because it's indoor-outdoor, it has that breeze that comes in. And then if we hadn't been so gluttonous during the meal, we probably would have walked a block away and went to like got some frozen yogurt at at Menchie's or something, right? Yeah, But we were too, they had to roll us down the street to our car. We actually went to Menchie's, and they were like, we saw how much you ate over there. You cannot come in. Nothing for you. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Before we get out of here, I need to get three quick recommendations from Christopher Chen. Yes. What is the uh, hidden gem show or movie that you love that people may not know? This is a hidden gem and also a guilty pleasure thing. Mm. I just finished binging it. There's two seasons. It was on the History Channel. It's called The Food That Built America. And it is so dramatic. Interesting. And 
because the competition, but the history that you'll learn about so many of the foods and food chains that we take for granted. It's narrated by uh, actor Campbell Scott. I just found out recently, Campbell Scott's been around, you know, handsome guy. Son of George C. Scott. Yeah. Yeah. I I just found that out. Son of George C. Scott and Colleen Dewhurst. Yeah. And he's got the—those those are both leading character men and women actors. Very distinct looking. I have to tell you, Campbell Scott is one of my favorite actors, bar none. I love, I love watching him act. He, can, he was in Singles. Uh-huh. He was one of the leads in Singles. Yeah. He was in—the other one thing I really remember him from was a, a David Mamet movie called The Spanish Prisoner. Ooh. Which he's really—this is the top of Mamet's, I think. That's so it's cool. my favorite mammoth thing is the Spanish prisoner. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So he narrates it. He has a distinct voice. I recognize it right away. Like I said, I just found out he was, he's the son of two legends. He's kind of a handsome, handsome leading man type. His parents were, you know, the amazing character leading people. Uh, but he narrates it and he brings this kind of added drama to it. There's an urgency in his voice, you know. Mm-hmm. But this is how set up they are for drama on it. it the opening theme song of the show, the credits, the music full on sounds like the Terminator. Oh, it's wow. like, but we're they're showing <laughs> pictures of like ketchup and bottles. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But um, the, the the show itself each so season one has um long episodes like an hour and a half each, and it even has Colonel Sanders, Colonel Har- Harlan Sanders from Kentucky Fried Chicken fame, nice. shooting some guy in a field. It's like oh my god, drama over chicken. Then the race between the two serial guys. The Kellogg brothers and CW Post, that's dramatic. Then the burger wars, there's sub-sandwich wars. And season two has shorter episodes. They're like 30 to 40 minutes. But So the food that built America, originally on the History Channel, free on Hulu. Watch that. That's my hidden gem guilty pleasure show. Very cool. Uh, What is the, by the way, it's interesting to think about Camel Scott growing up and having his dad, you know, maybe heard his dad rehearsing for a movie. Like, when you put your hands in a pile of goo... That moments ago was your best friend. You'll know what to do. Yeah. Dad, what, what's happening? Oh, I'm rehearsing for Patton. Oh, okay. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> That's hilarious. Anyway. Oh, my God. I don't claim to be a George C. Scott impressionist. That was just a, a growly voice. That's a 20% of George C. Scott. Also a legendary actor. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. What is the short movie that you watched just for fun? That would have to be Galaxy Quest. Oh, I, I just watched it two days ago. Love I, it. I just... Tune in, you know, I'll, I think I think I even paid for it on one of those things. It was like, you bought it now, but I just think it's such a great, perfect movie. It's, it's exciting. I get to be the nerd guy. The the unsung hero in that is the Justin Long character. You know, That's funny. I was going to say that, too. And, you know, Justin Long, uh, I, one, I've been listening to his podcast, which is called Life is Short, mm-hmm. you know, with Justin Long. <laughs> I mean, that's not what it's called, but it's called Life is Short, but right. it is with Justin Long. <laughs> and that's really fun. And also, you know, I love him in a good cor- horror movie. I love Justin Long in Drag Me to Hell. Mm-hmm. I love that great movie, Sam Raimi. He has another one up called Barbarian, which I'm really looking forward to seeing. It looks really scary. Right. And then the classic Jeepers Creepers one that he did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he did Jeepers Creepers. Now, if you are a fan of Galaxy Quest, you'll want to go back and listen to Bill Cott, who was in Galaxy Quest. He was the uh, the guy that was at, like, the convention that was like, by the hammer of Grapple Thor. And, yep. then, and then he got you know, basically shut down. <laughs> yep. He gets his line out. The ne- yeah. guy next to him gets really shut down. So. Right, 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 yeah. right. You'll recognize him, too. It's like he's a young version of his character, Cool Self. That's but, yeah, Galaxy Quest, great yeah. movie. Yeah, very funny. Yeah. Uh, what is the show or movie that inspires you? There's so many movies that inspire me. I That's why I like movies. I like to be inspired. I like to be moved and cry and laugh. And there, I'll, I'll start real quick before I mention the one. 
but I don't care for movies that are just pure vengeance movies. Yeah. Because you... What about the movie Vengeance with Anthony Quinn and <laughs> Madeline Stowe? Oh, I don't know that one. But... Or well, no, never mind. It's called Revenge. I messed uh, up. Revenge, revenge. Close, though. Okay, yeah. Re- re- but that's what I'm talking about. Revenge, vengeance. Because you and I know, since we have vanquished all of our enemies... Thank you. It's kind of afterwards like, oh, that was it. Okay, I killed all my enemies, and so that's all there is to it. I, mm, you know... The, the feeling is kind of empty after. It's like, okay, well, it won't change the past. They didn't, they murdered my family and wife. And, uh, you know, it's like, it's not going to bring them back. So I don't care for vengeance movies, but I care for movies that have redemption. And the top mm. one with redemption has redemption in the title. And the movie that inspires me the most is Shawshank Redemption. Sure. And because it's up there as one of my favorite movies because it's just such a perfect movie. The acting, the writing, the, the way they filmed it, and the way the story is told. It's amazing. It's also filmed in the Manchester Reformatory in Manchester, Ohio, which is between Cleveland and Columbus. So there's a little fun fact there. So Shawshank Redemption, why it inspires me is because, you know, the main little thing that we, there's so many things that happen in the movie, but that the little thing of it, he has this little tiny little hammer, that, you know, chisel thing that he has yeah. to make, I don't forgot what he was using it for, but he has it. And he just like one little, little thing. Well, it's that, for, it's for like polishing stones. Like, yeah, was uh, it chess pieces? What was yeah, it? Yeah, he was trying to make chess pieces out of rocks. Yeah. yeah. So then he uses it and one little handful at a time, he uses the hammer, puts it in his pocket and then you know, when no one's looking, dumps it out of his pocket Mm -hmm. one little pocket at a time. And that's how he ends up escaping. That's like, I don't know, that's like our journey as actors, you and I, you know, one little audition, one little role at a time, just, you know, and that inspires me. And then the payoff is huge, you know, at the end with both Red meeting him and, Mm -hmm. and how do you, could you do him saying that the same? Oh, uh, I hope my, I can't do it. I can't do a uh, Marvin. That's, that's pretty good. I hope my friend Andy is dead. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And then I can't say that Zewatneho. next That's it. Yeah. That's what I wanted you to say. You, that's pretty good. I can't wait to get to Zewatneho and try some <laughs> Achio. I can't wait to get to Zewatneho and try that fresh Achiote that Andy's <laughs> always telling me about. I might sprinkle it with some tahine also. Brilliant. Anyway, well, you know that I love the Shawshank Redemption because my dog's name is... Uh, Andy Dufresne. Andy Dufresne, yes. yes. Classic. <laughs> By the way, everyone calls him when they, they're at the brother. was like, uh, is your dog named Dufresne? I was like, oh, come on, man. Have you never read anything French? Champagne, Charlemagne? Fr- yeah, Dufresne. anyway. Dufresne. Dufresne's pretty funny, though. Pretty funny name. That's. I, oh, I, but speaking of, um, yeah. years ago, that, that reminds me, when I was applying to colleges, um, I did apply to Carnegie Mellon that Tressa went to. Yeah. And then I was looking up different other things. And I go I to my dad, who knew all colleges. I was like, um, what's this to Quesney University? That's also. Oh, Duquesne. See, know, Duquesne see, also. Duquesne, yeah. not Duquesne. And Dufresne, not Dufresne. So, yeah. Well, just a little bit of French. Yeah. Cool. That sounds like a, a, like one of those raps that they make to teach kids words. Like, it's Duquesne, not Duquesne. It's Dufresne, not Dufresne. Oh, yeah. <laughs> learning, <laughs> learning French facts. Oh, my gosh. Another spinoff. Right. Well, cool. I, I, feel like, I feel like that's in this modern day right now is if you've polled people, that might be the overall number one favorite movie of everyone right now yeah. is The Shawshank yeah. Redemption. Yeah. But it's also way more inspiring than you'd think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now, have you ever read the Stephen King short story? I have not. Yeah. I went back and I looked, I read the original source of Brokeback Mountain. That's a short story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shawshank Redemption is also a short story, isn't it? It's, a, it's a, like a novelette, yeah. Novelette, or novella. Yeah, yeah it's, in a, it's in a book that has like four, four stories in it. Right. I think it's Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. Yes. Apt Pupil, which they also made into a movie. 
I believe the running man. Oh. And something like the water breathing method or something like that. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, three of them have been made into movies, I believe. Or, yeah, I think that's the four. Yeah. Great recommendations, Christopher Chan. People, if you would like to get more Brentfast stuff, such as pics of Christopher Chan and I enjoying our Brentfast from home state, go to my website, brentpope.com. You can list all the Brentfast episodes there. You can see clips from all my TV appearances in the official Brentfast store with a bunch of fun stuff. Shirts, mugs, stickers, it's all in there. Christopher Chan with a Basset Hound. It's their, their two faces next to each other from his first co-star. <laughs> Three left, guys. Autographed by both the Basset Hound, who now sadly has passed, and Christopher Chen. So this is a true collector's item. It's all in the Breakfast Store, guys. Do yourself a favor by picking up something from the Breakfast Store, breakfaststore.com. And if you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can do it or wherever you listen to Breakfast. And make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Breakfast is being enjoyed all over the United States and in 58 countries across the globe. The latest, the Republic of Moldova, which is uh, wow. in between Romania and Ukraine. Now, listen to this. Birthplace of Lewis Milestone, the winner of the only Oscar for Best Comedy Director at the first Academy Awards. Oh, my gosh. And also won another one for All Quiet on the Western Front. And also directed Ocean's Eleven, Porkchop Hill, Mutiny on the Bounty. So welcome, Republic of Moldova. And trust me, my Breakfast Burrito Brigade, we are just getting started. Special thanks to my studio engineer, Will Frenchman, and everyone at the fabulous Tiny Studio LA, tinystudiola.com, for making me sound so good. Christopher Chen, what is next for you, and where can we find you on social media? Cool. So I kind of alluded to the famous Chris. It's one of the... Big four Chris's. So it's either Chris Pine, Chris Pratt, Chris Hemsworth, or Chris Evans. Uh, it's an indie film. Mm-hmm. It's a comedy thriller. I won't say the name because you can find out by Googling. But it does star also, besides Chris Pine, it stars Annette Benning, Danny DeVito, Jennifer Jason Lee. Um, that'll come out. That's probably in a year or so, I think, I'm guessing. That, and then thanks for talking about the theater that I did this year. But theater is temporal, so it's past, so you can't see it. And then my socials, at... Christopher underscore Chen on Instagram and at Christopher Chen with no underscore. I'll just Christopher Chen at Christopher Chen on Twitter. And then on Facebook, I post the most and you can go to see, you know, my, my, my personal one. I have two. I have the personal one, which is facebook.com forward slash Christopher Chen. And you can see what I'm up to. I might not interact because I'm just so popular. Wow. <laughs> but, but, um, <laughs> There's that self-deprecating humor. <laughs> exactly. Where did that come from? Christopher Chen, thank you so much for coming in. You're my buddy. Yes. We'll hang out again soon, probably tonight. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we put another Don Quixote eating achiote worthy episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope in the old to go bag. See ya. <laughs> Marco's here. Did he get? Did he get lice? What happened? I don't. I don't understand. Like, did he get scared straight? Is, they thought he was a teenager <laughs> and he got scared straight. What happened to Marco's? <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. It looks good. It looks good on you, though. <laughs> anyway, enjoy breakfast with Brent Pope. Help support it by buying some awesome swag like the comfy shirts and the beautiful coffee mugs. Go to breakfaststore.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.